Hi, it's David Debbie here of the David Janovic Show on KSL News Radio. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast and also catch our show live on KSL News Radio. Now, you don't need a keyword to listen to us, but if you want to win the AirPods, keyword Beehive. Good job, Dave. So text that keyword to 57500 and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. And be sure to listen for a new keyword next week and every week this February for even more chances to win. Dave and Dejanovic, your morning companions for talk, analysis, and key perspectives on Utah's biggest stories on KSL News Radio. If you just missed our coverage about the Ruby Frankie, former YouTube star and mother who was just sentenced in the Southern Utah courtroom uh, for child abuse, she's going to prison. Um, one to 15 year back to back to back sentences. Dave has been listening in live to the coverage as well as our producer, Caitlin Johnston. They brought us the news as it broke. And Dave, you are right now tuned in as well, waiting for Frankie's business partner, uh, Jody Hildebrandt to be sentenced. Yeah. There's a couple things that have, have stood out to me. Number one, Ruby Frankie gave a statement just before the judge announced the the statement where she was very contrite, very apologetic. In fact, thanked the officers that came to her house by name saying, you are the angels that saved my children. And that the moment they handcuffed me, it truly freed me. She talked about this uh, mentorship with Jody Hildebrand that took her down a dark path. A uh, dark path of paranoia where she didn't trust uh, police officers, church leaders, husbands, children. And uh, she said, I, I am humbled to serve a prison sentence, that it will help me learn until all my toxic layers are shed. So then the judge passed down the, the harshest sentence that was available to him, which was, Four counts, one to 15 years of aggravated child abuse to be served consecutively. As you said, back to back to back to back. And then, uh, as I just have been tuning in and out during during, uh, the show, one of the the revelations that I hadn't heard, and I believe this was the prosecutor that was speaking to the judge, he, he said there were phone calls that even when she was in jail, where she was still claiming to be the victim, that the kids were the perpetrators. Frankie, referring Frankie to Frankie. Frankie was saying this. So that she wasn't taking responsibility until essentially this final statement before her sentencing. Uh, we will keep our ears, um, lots of ears, on that live stream out of that courtroom in southern Utah as we await to find out what Jody Hildebrandt her former business partner, Frankie's former business partner, will face. Um, many, including our very own legal analyst, Greg Scordis, anticipate that Hildebrand will get an even stiffer sentence. So with our ears on that audio feed out of the courtroom, uh, let's keep our eye on the Hill. Eye on the Hill 2024. Special coverage with Dave and DeGenevic. We will interrupt our coverage of the Utah's legislative session uh, the moment we get word on Hildebrand's um, sentence. But for now, the question is, uh, and Jay Evenson of the Desert News is asking it, why are Utah lawmakers set to abandon ranked choice voting? Because five years ago, state lawmakers embraced this voting method with enthusiasm. So what changed? This experiment has kind of 
run its course and feels like it's on the decline already. And so why keep it going for even one more year? That was Representative Katie Hall. She's filed that bill to end this so-called experiment. The complexity of it um, is an issue because right now it's only used in municipal elections. As far as election confidence goes right now, it's kind of at a low. And this is something that, that we feel like can help with restoring some election confidence to people who are really worried about the ranked choice voting. Jay Evenson of the Deseret News joins us right now. And Jay, I was I was looking around for a, a, a YouTube video or something that would explain ranked choice voting. And there were some that went, you know, 20 minutes long to explain mm-hmm. ranked choice voting <laughs> and how the software works and then how they tally it up. Uh, and I was trying to find one that was a little more concise. I think I found the easiest explainer for ranked choice voting. So if you don't mind, it's 52 seconds long. And oddly enough, it was Rolling Stone that explains it the best I've seen. It can be confusing, so let's use ice cream to demonstrate. Say five candidates are running in the ice cream primary to be mayor of Dessert Town. Now, Dessert Town is staunchly strawberry, so four of the candidates are running on a pro-strawberry platform. But one candidate wants to install a government built entirely on rum raisin ice cream. Yuck. In a traditional election, the four strawberry candidates could very easily split the vote, and the rum raisin candidate could win, despite the majority of voters hating it. Does this sound like representative democracy to you? No! With ranked choice, voters rank candidates in order of preference. If a candidate receives a majority of first place votes, they're the winner, done deal. If not, an automatic recount is triggered in which the last place candidate is eliminated and all of their votes are reallocated to whichever candidate those voters ranked next. Votes are counted again and the process continues until one candidate has 50%. This ensures the strawberry loving public can elect a representative that reflects their taste in ice cream. So pretty good explainer, Jay. (laughs) Or we can go old school and I can explain the old system in one second most votes win. Well, that that was interesting, but now I'm I'm oddly very hungry. I haven't thought about ice cream in years, and now I'm thinking about Oreo cookie ice cream. It's it's really not that complicated. You you just rank the candidates in the order of of preference, and if nobody gets fifty percent of the first place votes, then you eliminate whoever's last and you distribute their second place votes until and you keep going until you get somebody with over fifty percent. Um, I do agree with Representative Hall that we are in a, at a period of time where there's not a lot of trust in elections. I don't think that's warranted. But it's interesting that they were so enthusiastic about this in 2018, and now they they want well, at least it passed out of committee. We'll see what the House and Senate say about it. But um, it's it, it's interesting to me because. Um, we still have 10 Utah cities that used ranked choice voting yes. last year. And surveys that have been done independently say that uh, people don't mind it. In fact, the Sutherland Institute came out with one today, and they're a conservative group. 60% of likely voters want it to remain an option. And approval for ranked choice voting tends to be highest among people who've had some uh, experience with it. Um, and you really want to know what happened in in 2022 Sarah Palin lost a ranked choice voting election for Congress in Alaska and she really 
campaigned poorly because she upset so many people in the other camps that nobody made her their second place choice. And so she lost. They voted a Democrat. They voted a Democrat over the top two Republicans. But the Democrat had more had had more first place votes on the first ballot anyway. So immediately the Republicans said this is a rigged election and it started the Republican National Committee is now opposed to it and it started kind of a snowball. I want you to hold that thought, Jay. Let's get to our breaking news. Amy Kobabe in from the newsroom with the sentencing of Jody Hildebrandt, former business partner partner of YouTube star Ruby Frankie. What can you tell us? It is the same sentence that Ruby Frankie received. It is all four uh, of her charges. She will receive one to 15 years consecutive. So that is one after the other. Of course, it's going to depend on the board of parole how much of that she actually spends. But this is the same sentence. So this judge not showing any real mercy here to either of them uh, and holding them both responsible for the abuse of these young children. Did she say anything in court? She did speak in court, just briefly apologizing. I just caught the tail end of it, so I wouldn't want to say any more of that. Her attorney, I did hear after uh, she spoke, said, look, we know that this looks self-serving, but uh, I can tell you this is a sincere apology. Thank you, Amy Kobabe, live in the, from the newsroom following the sentencing of uh, Jody Hildebrandt. Uh, we've learned that both Jody Hildebrandt and uh, Ruby Frankie, the mother of those two kids, uh, both were charged with multiple counts each of child abuse, will be going to prison for, for quite some time, at least uh, four years. Of course, it's always up to the parole board in the state. Of, that's how we sentence here. It's called an indeterminate sentencing structure. Um, as many as 60 years, that's highly unlikely. But that is the swath of time uh, that they are eligible to be behind bars, Dave. And the fact that both of them received the the exact same sentence, uh, Ruby Frankie being the mother, and then Jody Hildebrandt was the counselor and mentor to Ruby Frankie, I find very interesting. Um, We're just getting um, word in from the newsroom as to some of the things that the judge said during this sentencing. Of course, they were sentenced back to back, but they were sentenced separately. Um, And he said things to the effect of this is tragic. It's of your making that your conduct was disastrous, Um, you terrorized children when you were supposed to protect them. Uh, We will continue to follow this developing story throughout the morning right here on KSL News Radio. Hi, it's Dave and Debbie here of the Dave and Janovic Show on KSL News Radio. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast and also catch our show live on KSL News Radio. You don't need a keyword to listen to us, but if you want to win the AirPods, keyword beehive. Good job, Dave. So text that keyword to 57500 and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. And be sure to listen for a new keyword next week and every week this February for even more chances to win. The sentencing of both Jody Hildebrandt, the business partner of former YouTube star Ruby Frankie, has happened in a southern Utah courtroom. We just learned moments ago that they will serve the same sentences. One to 15 year terms, back to back to back to back. Um, what that means uh, when you do the math is probably more than four years, but likely under the total amount uh, which they could serve, which would be 60 years because of the way the judge sentenced both of them, Dave. As we were talking to Greg Scordis and uh, both Hildebrandt and Frankie gave statements before the sentencing. And he said the mercy really from the judge would come if the judge 
would say you could serve these concurrently, which is, okay, you're guilty on all four counts, but uh, that would narrow it down to from where, somewhere between 1 and 15 years. But that is not what the judge did. He said not concurrently. We're going to serve these consecutively, which increases it from 4 to 60 years. We did not stream that court hearing live uh, because we were constrained uh, in doing so, uh, not from anything here at Broadcast Hall, but because of the rules that we were told we had to work under. Um, and certainly understandable. Uh, however, our producers and reporters are in the newsroom right now, um, and we are working toward bringing you uh, both of their statements that Frankie and Hildebrandt made before the judge today in our 11 o'clock hour. So stay tuned for that. If you have to step away for just a moment, please come back uh, maybe in the next uh, 20 to 30 minutes, and you will hear those here um, right here on KSL News Radio. Eye on the Hill 2024. Special coverage with David DeGenevic. We just heard from the opinion editor of the Desert News, Jay News, Jay Evenson, talk about ranked choice voting and the fact that several Utah cities are, are using it. It's been a pilot program. Well, what's on tap on Utah's Capitol Hill is potentially an end to that pilot program. This experiment has kind of run its course and feels like it's on the decline already. And so why keep it going for even one more year? Jay, this is something, ranked choice voting, that is starting starting to become a little bit politicized in the sense that now Republicans are against that and Democrats are for that. But Republicans have used a form of ranked choice voting in their caucus system. Yes, that's true. And they have for a while. Um, It's unfortunate to see it becoming so politicized. But we really, we have to come to terms in Utah with what do you do with an election where nobody gets a a lot of votes? And we had the gubernatorial primary in in 2020, and Governor Cox had 36.1%, and John Huntsman Jr., 35.95%. So about 64% of voters voted for somebody other than Governor Cox, and yet he went on to be the, the Republican nominee. There was a lot of talk at that time of what do we do? Do we do we hold a runoff election between the top two vote-getters in a, a few weeks after the election? Uh, ranked choice voting would take care of that. Does that really reflect the intentions of the voter? Or if you had a runoff election, would you get more information that would change how people vote? It's it's an open question, but I think uh, just leaving it at a plurality in those multi-candidate situations seems – it just seems like it's not very satisfying. We actually posted this on our KSL News Radio Facebook page about an hour ago. Are you for or against ranked choice voting in Utah? And we asked our, our KSL News Radio Facebook family to let us know their thoughts. And there's – there's plenty of comments here. Um, Pam says, absolutely for. It allows for deeper consideration. You have more input, and it has proven very effective when utilized. What's your reaction to that, Jay? I, I think uh, a, a lot of people feel that way. One of the byproducts of it is that it makes elections a little bit more civil because you're campaigning, and instead of saying bad things about your opponent, you want to woo that opponent's voters to at least rank you second on the ballot. Ah. And so you tend to be nicer toward one another. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't you don't want to alienate your opponent or their support, their base, right? Uh, because what you're hoping is just to get the number two spot, which could 
prove very valuable right. when all the counting is done. There, there are elections done this way where the second-place finisher on hmm. the first round ends up winning in the, in the end. I, had, I hadn't thought of it that way. There's a couple things with ranked choice voting that they give me some hesitation. I, like, I think you make some, some uh, good points, but number one, if, if I have a, a list of candidates, uh, I could have five, six, seven, nine candidates. I could have, like, how many candidates am I going to have to research now, <laughs> you know, to give everyone a shot? And I'm all for doing your research, doing your homework, but when you have a very large and not narrowed down group, it's difficult and overwhelming to be able to vote it, it that puts, many people. It, yeah, it puts more uh, uh, responsibility on, on the part of, of voters. Um, but, you know, voters strategize, too, in the current system that we have. There are a lot of people who say, oh, I really like a third-party candidate, but if I vote for that person, that's a wasted vote. And so they, they pick the lesser of two evils of the top two candidates. With a ranked choice, you'd be able to make your, your third-party candidate number one, and then you could still vote for the lesser of two evils of the others in your number two choice. Another problem I see with it, it right now, the way it's being used in Utah is it's being used only for municipal elections. So we'd have this hodgepodge of, of elections, some using ranked choice voting, others not, whether it's a, a presidential or a congressional race. So you have this mix and match that I, I think when you, when you lose a consistency, it naturally will bring up some questions. That's true. And by nature, that's what um, trial programs do. It's a pilot program. It's a pilot yeah. program. Yeah, so for context, it's not being used everywhere yet because they're piloting it and they're, they're trying right. it out, right? And I think the intention would always be for, for municipalities to have the freedom to choose whether to use it or not. Uh, and oh, so they could still have some could, cities yes. that are using it and others that aren't if, if under yes. the program they you – know, not all cities were required to use it. And the idea originally was to do it, to go through two mayoral cycles and two non-mayoral cycles in, in municipal elections. That's that's why they, they were going to have the trial continue another uh, through next year. So cutting it off at this point, uh, a lot of people are saying you really haven't gathered the data because you haven't gone through that second mayoral cycle. Uh, just real quick, Jay, in about 30 seconds we have left, uh, Parker on our Facebook page, on KSL News Radio Facebook post about this, says, if it's good enough for the Republican caucus process, we're referring now to, of course, ranked choice voting, then it's good enough for me. Final yeah. thoughts, Jay. Yes. And it's like you said, Dave, it's become political. And so um, the Republicans now see it as uh, they're throwing around words like a rigged election or, you know, a bad way to vote. And it does sound hypocritical if they're using it for their for their own caucuses. Um, so it's a little bit of a twist, whereas ranked choice voting is list all your candidates up front, whereas the caucus system basically says we're going to kick out the person at the bottom and then you can reorder and you can redistribute your votes. Yeah. So it's. It's a process, and they can re-recruit you, so to speak. And the dirty little secret I can share with you is that there is no perfect way to do democracy. So, uh, (laughs) Great point. Not most votes win? That's not the perfect way? Well, not really, and especially if you have multiple candidates. Um, You know, is that really the the will of the voters? It's, It's... it's a difficult thing, and, and I don't have a Ph.D. in this, but I've talked to people who do, and, and they assure me that there are lots of different ways you can run elections.
Jay, Jay Evenson, thank, thank you. you for joining us. Uh, good stuff. Always at Deseret.com. Jay Evenson, the opinion editor of the Deseret News. Appreciate it. Let us know what happens with RCV and what the Capitol Hill decides to do, Jay.